Four guys with three decades of friendship, located across two states with one bond. Grab your drink of choice and join the conversation. Welcome to Brotherhood of Banter. Welcome to Brotherhood of Banter, people. My name is Diego. That guy over there, uh, guy uh, working out as we speak, building up the muscles. His name is Ricardo. Say hello, Ricardo. Hey. How many reps, man? One, two, three, four. Keep at it, champ. <laughs> that guy over there laying down sideways as he always does, being fed grapes by his wife. Uh, that, that guy's name is Louis. Louis, say hello to the people, man. Hello. Mm, grapes. <laughs> That's disgusting, man. <laughs> and uh, finally, <laughs> over here at the other corner, uh, looking like he has a professional audio studio setup going on, is my man Edgar. Edgar, say hi to the people, sir. Hi, everyone. So uh, welcome, you guys, to our second episode. It's been exciting since our first episode. We've... Um, We've been talking about, you know, uh, little changes and adapting things and what topics we're going to be covering. Um, we know today we're going to be talking about our moms in honor of Mother's Day. By the way, happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. Belated Mother's Day since this is coming out in the middle of the week. Um, and I know, Edgar, we've been uh, we've been receiving some love, man. So um, you want to you want to shout some people out? Yeah, so I just. Uh, I want to give a sh quick shout out to all the listeners that took time to uh, send their feedback. They gave us some love. Um, just so you know, it didn't go unnoticed and all is appreciated. Uh, as you can see, this is all new for us. So just bear with us as we kind of figure things out as we go. But thank you. Good stuff. And um, gentlemen, what are we drinking today? What are you guys drinking? Well, I'm having a nice whey protein with uh, creatine. Nice, nice. Got the uh, then the, what do you call it? Amino acids or whatever they're called. <laughs> I forgot to slap those on. Damn it, man! <laughs> Lewis, what are you drinking, man? My coronitas again. <laughs> you, you should really stick it with this whole Corona virus theme, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you don't feel like you're advertising for it, man? You should feel weird about that. <laughs> Coronitas, 12-pack okay. at the corner store, nine ninety nine. <laughs> nice, nice. Edgar, what are you drinking, man? Is that a new pack or is that from like last week? <laughs> it is. It um, is from last week. <laughs> I'm actually having a bigger version of what Lewis has. Oh, that's adorable. This is little, mine's big. But um, yeah, I normally was drinking uh, vodka with cranberry. It fits, man. It's Mother's Day yeah. theme. You know, you got the mother of Corona. He's got the baby Corona. Ricardo's yeah, got the coronavirus. It works. It works. <laughs> good. So I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. Uh, I'm good. drinking. Uh, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta shout this thing. Oh shoot, I forgot to ask, man. This is actually really good. It's um, whiskey as always, Scotch whiskey in this case, and I hadn't tasted this before. It's called the Balvany. And um, it's so it's aged 14 years, Scotch whiskey aged 14 years, but it's matured in Caribbean rum casks. So like the barrels, 
where where that that were used to um to to make rum, and this thing has a really really good flavor, man. I'm legitimately happy with this. Thing. Is it uh describe it? Is it a little bitter, a little sweet? Salty? No, it has nice uh nice hint of vanilla. Um, not too strong, just a little bit of spice to it. Um, I I really I really like it, man. This is a this is a nice scotch. I'm enjoying it. Were you just in the mood to try something new, or did you ran out of the other one? No, no, no. I, I've been, um, I've been upping my uh, my collection, and particularly with scotch, because I, I usually keep bourbon around. But, um, mm-hmm. but with scotch, I always kept like one or two bottles at a time, and then I saw this one at the uh, liquor store because I'm there every single day, and uh, that was a joke. <laughs> by the way. And and I saw it and I'm like, man, that's not a bad price for a 14 year, you know, aged 14 years. That's that's pretty good, uh, pretty good price for for 14 year scotch. And it didn't disappoint, man. It's pretty good. I like it. Oh, Enough okay. about my alcoholism. We will uh, get to. Uh, <laughs> how was how was the week, fellas? Tell me about the week. Something interesting. It's been seven days. It's been a good week for me, man. My mom and sister came to visit from Miami. And uh, they're they're spending like an entire week. Like I think in total they'll be here like ten days or so. And it's been really really fun, man. It's been cool to just have like human contact uh, more than just like crossing people in the grocery store or whatever. So it's been really cool. I've really I've really been enjoying it. And it happened to be we made this plan before we even realized that it was going to be Mother's Day. Um, so it ended up working out really really well. We're having a good time. Wow. Oh, that's good. I thought she actually went up because of Mother's Day. No, no, we had made the plan for him before. We just didn't look at the, that what fell on that day. Yeah, that's the, time, cool. the timing was perfect. You guys have spent time with the little ones too, for sure. What about you guys? Yeah, man. Um, um all right. Do you, you want to go, go ahead, first, Ed? Oh, okay. No, go. Um, so yeah, yeah, we had a, a Mother's Day, you know, uh, gathering with my brother, his. You know, his, uh, his girls, he has three girls and uh, my sister-in-law and my immediate family. Well, not my immediate family, my dad's immediate family. Uh, you know, my mom, my sister, uh, me, and obviously I'm, I was there. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, and my dad, of course. And uh, yeah, man, we, oh, uh, I'll throw in this story. This is an interesting story, man. We ordered Peruvian food, right? Paella. And, you know, I made the order because, you know, it's Mother's Day. So I made the order two and a half hours before. Well, actually, not before. I just made the order early and it took two and a, two and a half hours to finally get the food. But the restaurant is it's a very popular restaurant, you know, where we where we ordered from. So when we went to pick up the food, there was a big freaking line, like like 25 people outside, like waiting in line. And, and I got the and the, it seems like the restaurant wasn't organized. Like they didn't separate the people that are were gonna order, that were ordering on the spot, versus the people that had already ordered. And it was just a big line, and they mixed everybody together. Because I even asked the staff, I was like, Thanks. "Look, where where is it that I pick up my food?" And uh, and he was like, "Just go into that line, you know, with all, with everybody else, you know, the, even the Ooh. people that are just ordering." <laughs> And it was like, what the heck, bro? There was people frustrated. There was a lady. There was people there that had been there one hour and a half just to order. They hadn't even ordered. And they were waiting there. They were already there an hour and a half. 
So then these oh, two man. guys were wow. these two guys got sick of it and they just went into the restaurant like skipping everybody, and everybody started getting frustrated. Like, oh, what the heck, yo? What, what was going on? Like arguing and stuff. Was that and you? Was were you one like, of the guys? No, I wasn't one of the guys. I'm not. I'm not a <laughs> fighter. I'm a lover. Yeah. But but I was yeah. like, dude, when I saw that, I thought it was gonna be a fight. I was like, oh man, there's gonna be a fight, you know, because these guys look pissed off. The ones that were get going in there, and then when they come back out, or or somebody's gonna tell them something, there's probably gonna be an argument, you know. But there wasn't an argument, thank goodness, and. Uh, I thankfully I didn't have to wait in the line because I was smart and I called and I told the wait you know when I called the restaurant because you couldn't even get across to the restaurant that's how packed it was when you would call the lines it was completely like like booked like it was busy so I uh, you would have to literally call like ten times to get across you know so I called finally like the tenth time I got across and I was like look I'm out here I already paid for my uh I already ordered my food um they said my, that my food was gonna be ready this at this time and so luckily the lady came out gave me the food but i felt like i was gonna be like jumped when she got when she gave me the food because <laughs> i was literally the only one that did that and uh but it all worked out man so, so you know you know what's messed up though well i'm pretty sure i would have been one of the guys being pissed but they're not looking at it from the other side like everybody's not having all the employees in the same building at the same time because of the situation so they were probably short on cooks and staff, you know, so they were trying well, to do what they fact. could. That's, that's true. a good point. I just yeah, think it's all it's all the fault of the mothers. If it weren't for Mother's Day, I wouldn't have <laughs> we would have to go through all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we're done. Mothers. <laughs> oh, man. Lewis, how was yours? Mother freakers. Nah, it was good, man. Um, I was able to call my mom for Mother's Day. Be like, hey, how was your day? Talk to her in the morning. Say, hey, how you doing? Wishing her a good day. Um, and then over here with the wife, we went ahead and, uh, we just, um, had like a simple weekend. Uh, so I did a lot of chores around the house and went ahead and, uh, just ordered food so she wouldn't have to cook and, uh, just, uh, just there doing our so thing. So how often do you volunteer to do chores besides mother's day and her birthday? <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I do it all the time. Like when it comes to like, uh, washing dishes and stuff. Because we all know my cooking abilities aren't really up there. Mm -hmm. um, so other than that, you know, clean the bathroom and pick up after myself, stuff like that. But uh, but this is just special because in this case, she literally did nothing since she got home Friday from work. She didn't literally didn't have to do anything because either I would do it or buy food to get it done. <laughs> so, Louis, are you like one of those older dads that like is always sweeping the house and mopping the floors? <laughs> <laughs> no, more of a modern one. Okay. You get a Roomba. And a Roomba I, was, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that honey, can you there. take over sweeping? Yeah, sure, baby. Let me get on Amazon right quick. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I guess if the Roomba makes it to the kitchen, you tell her to put a beer on top of it, so when it finds its way to you, <laughs> you, just, you just grab it. Damn modern right. times, guys. Modern times. <laughs> Damn right, man. Damn right. I like that. What about you, Edgar? What uh, what did you do? Well, I'm on the same boat as Lewis. I didn't get to see my mom. I did call her, you know, to wish her happy Mother's Day. But me, I'm the type of person that when it comes to Mother's Day, Father's Day, and Valentine's Day, I really don't believe in it because I feel like it should be an all year, you know, around thing hmm. instead of just hmm. celebrating them one one day out of the the year. But yeah, I called her up, you know, due to the fact that I have so many 
so much contact with people at work. I, you know, I wanted to play it safe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here at the house, um, the wifey had her her whole family over, so just with them alone. Speaking of uh, staying away from people, I know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Whoops. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right? I don't go to so, the uh, Come to me. So you know, they they said to just be ten people, but we we're like ten people per room, so we we're kind of oh kind of split wow. up. That's a so, lot. Yeah, it's just her family alone is, you know, it's over 20, 30 people. That was like a high time. Yeah. And I, yeah, I know what you mean. But it was, uh, you know, she's a mother. Uh, her sister was here, so she's a mother. Um, her brother's wife, obviously, is a mother. And then her mother was here. So, yeah, there was a couple of mothers here. And uh, we decided not to cook the usual, which means, you know, like maybe eight or nine different platters on the usual this time it oh was his appetizers <laughs> but uh even the appetizers didn't turn into meatballs it turned into chicken wings uh cheese sticks um i still have some leftover appetizers which is like ham and cheese wow and uh yeah regardless it ended up being like a full course meal and a uh, cheesecake to finish it off because her brother's a, a chef so Ooh. yeah but it, it was good i mean uh they continued from we started Saturday actually, and it continued into Sunday. Then we celebrated Mother's Day, so it wasn't bad. Wow! So, oh, they yeah. slept over? Uh, yeah, some of them did, and the rest just came back the next day. So you know, we're breaking all the rules. Let's yeah. figure what the hell. Just let that let that COVID nineteen marinate. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let it really settle. Let, let, let it be a yeah, yeah. Man, it, it's like that for holidays too. New like when, uh, Shoot, when Christmas comes around, like we already know, like we gotta start preparing airbags and um. And just you know, like blankets and towels and all that stuff, because it becomes like a three, four day thing. It yeah. pretty much goes from Christmas to New Year's, if you want to put it that way. They're Colombians, right? Colombians. Yep. No, they're Guatemalans, man. He oh figured. my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah what the hell, were... Ricardo? Damn <laughs> <laughs> the Caraguans always hating the Hey man, listen, I've I've heard Colombians. They, I know they party hard. Colombians are like, wow, dude. No, no, you're yeah, actually you're actually always... not wrong. When when my my memories as a kid uh, in Colombia were always that. Like when the holidays rolled rolled around, I could pretty much bet that because um, I always lived with my grandmother and her house was like she was the hub. You know, everybody went to her, so it was always like that. Like aunts, uncles, cousins. You, I always knew that like that entire week between Christmas and New Year's, like they they'd be staying over. So it, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, my yeah, my sister in law, she's Colombian, so I know oh, okay. a little, I know a little bit about Colombians. Okay. <laughs> yeah sure. the the Colombian side comes best. from my uh, my stepdaughter's dad. He's uh, the Colombian in the family, and you know the rest of the family. So, yeah, when they get together, it's a whole different other story. You know, when you add that to the mix that we already have, it just turns into something else. <laughs> so, what a mo Colombian. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good selection of food, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, man, we're still eating the leftovers. What day is it? Tuesday? Yeah, we're still eating it. What day am I on? What year is this? <laughs> yeah, man, it's hard to tell nowadays. Man, speaking of food, bro, my mom. So basically, you know, my mom comes in and the woman, like, she didn't even ask me. She just commandeered my kitchen from day one. And she spent quite literally the first two days in the kitchen. Because she wanted to prep all sorts of ingredients and seasonings for the entire week. Wow. 
So she, yo, she went insane. Just all sorts of meat flying around and all sorts of seasoning in the air. I walk out. I walk out. I was working. Um, I was working here in my room. And I walk out of my out of my room at a certain point. Yo, my eyes started tearing, just tears streaming out of my eyes. They were burning like if somebody put soap in my eyes. You know that feeling? Because of all the stuff that was in the air, I had to go and like put eye drops. And then Joshua oh came gosh. over. My son came over. He's like, Daddy, I want eye drops. I want eye drops. <laughs> what is grandma doing? Wow, man. Like she went. But Abuelita's gone crazy with the seasoning. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Was she really like preparing food for the week though? Or was yeah, yeah. One, oh no, no joke. One man. dinner. No, 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 no. It was for the week. It was for the week. My mom has this really interesting way of cooking. Like she starts rationing stuff out for the entire week, like seasoning things ahead of time, but she does it all in one shot. So she was like for a day and a half in the kitchen. Man. And she yeah, it's a, been... good, uh, a good nutritionist with the meal preps. I bet, yeah. Wow. And then she, um, yeah, and so it's been delicious cooking every, every day from there on. All she has to do is, you know, take it out of the freezer and, and you know, let it thaw and, and throw it on the thing, and boom, it's like incredible meals. So, yeah, I've been eating, wow. man. It's uh, mm, damn good. Well, Diego, I, dude, I remember your mom, man. Like, uh, like when we were growing up, freaking, wow, dude. She was super sweet, man. You know, very sweet lady. Very, very caring for you. Very, very uh, lovey-dovey with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, she'll literally come to you and, you know, grab your cheeks. And, yeah. ah! You know, like, <laughs> Wait, really? Precioso. <laughs> yeah, she had, dude, she had a lot of love for you, man. Huh. Your mom, beautiful oh. person. Interesting, like, because you, you're, I don't know, I guess you, you get so used to however your parents act with you that you don't necessarily, you know, keep it top of mind. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, yeah. as a kid, I remember having like a lot of periods of time when there was a lot of sweetness between my mom and I, and there was a lot of tenderness, you know, it was just a lot of, it, but then after a certain point, like there were conflicts that started happening between us and stuff. And we would have these long stretches of time with a lot of distance. So it's interesting, like to think of that in that period of time, she was like that too. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, before we get deeper into the conversation, um, as you've seen, our topic today is going to be mothers and how much they mean to us. We're going to dedicate this whole episode just to them. Uh, we're going to try to do it in an hour. Obviously, if we talk about our moms, they can go on for days. So we're going to try to do as much as we can. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into it. All right, guys, we should um, take advantage and go get a refill. All right, but who's going to get the drinks? Not it. Not it. Not me. Damn it, fine. I'll, I'll go get it. I'll be back. All right, let's see. Uh, let me get uh, Edgar little couple ice cubes here. There you go. Uh, let's see. Let me grab a cold one for Lewis. And Okay, and uh, Ricardo, what the hell does Ricardo drink? Oh, yeah, protein shake. All right, well, let me, let me hook this thing up real quick. Some of that. Let's throw some creatine in there. Um, there we go. There you go. All right, let me take this to the guys. 
All right, gentlemen, here you go. Uh, Edgar, oh. here's your drink. Cold one for Lewis. Uh, Ricardo, threw in a little uh, extra creatine in there for you. Nice. Got to get the muscles growing. All right, you guys ready to get the show on the road? Let's do it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. And we're back. It's the Brotherhood of Banter, and we have Edgar with us. I, Ricky. We got Lewis over there and Diego over here. Holler. So, yeah, guys. So we were talking about Mother's Day celebration, how wonderful our mothers are. And we left off where? Where do we leave off, guys? I think we were starting to talk about um, – well, we our told some stories and – I think now it's time to get into the the meat the meaty part of it, which is uh, we decided to kind of structure it around some kind of character trait or some kind of um, aspect about our mom's personality, character, her, their person that we really respect, that we admire. Because like there I said go. before the break, we could talk about our moms all day. I mean, you know, they've they've been around um, for a long time. Moms always hold a special place in most guys hearts i think um so i'm sure there's plenty we can say but you know let's focus it in on what they impacted us with you know what area really stood out to us growing up so um who wants to get that kicked off i guess uh i'll do it i'll break the ice do it so um i've always seen my parents lucky i've been able to have uh, both my parents in my life my dad was always the the guidance, but my mom always held the place of support. So my mom, she she always encouraged me to do whatever it is that I was going to do in her own way. So she was always very supportive uh, most of the time, you know, and I guess in in a lot of households, you know, the mom's the one that holds down the fort and the dad's the one that you know goes out to work. So my mom pretty much ran the house in some kind of way. So she was always the person that uh, maybe not so much growing up more now that I'm able to talk to her and there's no judgment. You know, uh, it's just uh, an ear that listens. And but before, I mean, before we didn't always get along. You know, as a teenager, you're always kind of contradicting your parents and you feel like you know everything. So unfortunately, I didn't appreciate her as much as I should have back then. But regardless, you know, she was she was always, like I said, very supportive. Uh, she's the one that got me out of trouble a lot of the time. She's the one that used to make the the visits to uh, high school when the principal wanted to see me and wanted to see her and all the Hi, other. Yeah, she's uh, the one that took a lot of the heat for my screw ups. You know, as a teenager, I wasn't I wasn't always a good kid, I guess. And she was always there, you know, that unconditional love that moms just give. And now I feel like we've become closer. I feel like now we just sit down and, you know, we just talk about everything and anything. And, you know, even still now, we still feel like we, we may know a lot. So, you know, a lot of the time we may not listen, but it's nice that she's always give, willing to give me her two cents and kind of give me advice as to, you know, relationships and, you know, how to manage uh, kids and just overall. So... I guess from her, I would have to say that I got more now than ever. Just the fact that she's a clean freak. Like, she's always <laughs> the type wow. that, you know, like, she was making the bed when you were still in it. 
Like she just wanted your room to be organized <laughs> and clean and uh, dust free. And I, I think she used it as an excuse to kind of make sure that, you know, you were still on the right track. You know, she would get into places that she had no business being in. <laughs> hey, but, did uh, she ever uh, clever, like, vacuum actually. one of your underwear? Or? Did she ever what? She inspect vacuum. my underwear? No. Did she ever <laughs> vacuum one? <laughs> Did she ever vacuum one of your underwear by accident? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, most of the vacuum stayed on the on the carpet when we had carpet. But she, she did like go in there and um, and yeah, I mean, she found stuff that as a kid you shouldn't have. Uh, I think you all know what we're talking about. Weapons. And, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, of course. Firearms. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, as I got older, you know, she she became more and more. I don't know. Out of my four siblings, I guess I would be considered the black sheep out of the four. So even as close as I am to her, I'm not the closest of the four. What? Um, Wait. Uh, yeah. Who does that? Uh, my, who does that fall to? One of your sisters? Uh, my little brother. My uh, little brother. You know, for for the listeners out there, it's uh, four of us. Uh, I am the second of four. First is my older sister, then myself, then my younger sister, and then my little brother. My little brother kind of takes the the number one place in both my parents' hearts. Mm. Uh, no jealousy here. So uh-huh. yeah, I guess next would come my older sister because she's the one that doesn't live uh, anywhere close to us. She lives in Texas. We're in Miami. And then my sister because she's still in the house, so you know they they protect her regardless. And you know she's the one that been that had needed the most care in the family. I've always been kind of like the the outcast was that was on me. I, as you know, we'll probably discuss another episode. Is wanting to be uh, alone a lot of the time, you know, and it falls back on being an introvert. So yeah, I thought you I were would, an extrovert. No, no, I, I, I seem that way sometimes, but no, I, I like my alone time. I prefer to be alone most of the time, and when I am not alone, I'd rather be around my friends. So, um, but yeah, so I would have to say that I'm. I would be the one that is at the end of the line when it comes to my parents. That's an interesting feeling too. Um, I, I can kind of relate a little bit in that sense because of not because, well, so, all right. So I, I, my, my sister on my mom's side, she was born when I was 17. So like for all intents and purposes, you know, I grew up as an only child. I don't really consider to have grown up with siblings at all. Cause I left my house, I left my mom's house when I was 19 and you know, kind of like never wow. looked back. So my sister was raised. My mom went through a lot, a lot of changes in her, you know, herself between the years that she um, between like my teenage years and when my sister was like maybe like four years old. And like, I don't, this isn't an exaggeration, but truly the woman who raised my sister is not the same woman who raised me at all, at all. Like she, we were both raised by two very, very different versions of my mom. And so it's been interesting, like, since I left home so early at such a young age, and then I went off and got married at 21, and then I had kids by the time I was 23, um... I like my life has moved at a very quick pace. And during that entire stretch of time, my mom was completely like devoted to my sister. And there was a sense of, cause my mom had a lot of regrets over 
a lot of the mistakes that she made while while she was raising me. Because again, she she was just a very different woman back then. And it there's almost like this sense of like her making up for her mistakes with me with how she raised my my sister. You follow? And what ended up being is basically like <clears throat> I don't I don't want to say I don't I don't harbor any resentment or anything toward my mom towards my mom. I really don't. But and so this might sound a little bit harsh, but I almost I feel like a failed experiment in a way in that entire situation because she learned with me what not to do with my sister. And since there was such a clean division between me and my sister and our upbringings, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of people who get raised at the same time as the rest of their siblings. I didn't have that. We didn't have that, my sister and I. So I see sometimes, like I've seen throughout the years, like, oh, shit, I would have loved to have done that with my mom, you know, when I was a little kid or when I was a teenager or whatever. And so it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. It's a weird feeling to have where you kind of like you, you recognize how like the, the, the cards that you were dealt in life and how things played out. And I don't really, I really don't hold it against her. I really don't. I'm legitimately happy for, um, for my sister, for the fact that she was able to receive so many things that, that I didn't for my mom because she wasn't able to give them at that point. But yeah, it's a weird thing to be able to identify yourself as like, yeah, no, I'm not like the treasure child, you know? And I think on that D, like, I mean, you've experienced and you are experiencing it for yourself right now. You know, there's no manual as to how you raise your kids. Right. But I think it's, it's just parents in general, you know, regardless of the age difference, they're, the first kid is always going to be the most protected and uh, and make sure everything's okay and we got to do things by the book and this and that. And then by the time you get to the last one, and I'm sure Ricky has experienced this because, you know, he's the last one in three. At that point, they're already kind of like they ease up. You know, they they really know how it works. They know you're going to be fine. And mm -hmm. that's where your sister falls in. You know, that's the way my brother, like my brother, yeah. he got a different version of my dad than I did. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and yeah, I mean, that's just the way kind of, kind of parents work you know like i, yeah. I realize i'm not the closest to them hmm. what are you gonna say ricky no and i could understand diego what you're talking about because you know i uh i i i was a teacher you know i was a teacher once and um basically like for for i think it was like four years and stuff and um you know like when i first the the first group of students that I, that I would see that I, that I had, you know, it was like a, like a testing, I felt like a testing ground because mm. sometimes I would even like, I would tell them something and I would feel bad. I would feel bad that I was, you know, of what I, what I said to them, you right. know, like I would correct them in a certain way, but I, I realized that probably that wasn't the best way of correcting them. Right. You know, but as I, as the years went by, you know, like the fourth year, it was like, it was, it was easy, man. It was like, uh, it wasn't easy. I'm sorry. Uh, but it was like less like second doubting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah less you had realizing that, oh man, shoot, I told this kid this, you know? Right. You know? So, so yeah. It becomes, it becomes kind of like muscle memory. Certain things become like muscle memory after a while. You really don't have to think about it. You just know the, the proper way of like doing it and what to say, what not to say. Like there's just mistakes that you don't make after a while, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, the lady had no idea what what she was doing. I mean, having my sister and then myself and then eventually the rest of us. Right? The lady, the lady meaning your mom. Yeah, my mom. That lady. <laughs> I love that lady. That uh, lady. 
Yeah, we have a special bond. Like, you know, we, we call each other in such an awkward way that it's just funny at the end of the day. You know, it's not like, hey, mom, how you doing? You know, like the, the traditional way, you know, mm-hmm. we have like her own approach to things. But yeah, she, like I said, you know, she's the one that kind of ran the household. And, you know, she's she was the one that kept me out of trouble with not just the principal, but uh, with uh, my dad. And, you know, he was, you guys know him, you know, he was kind of a bad Rambo. Days, yeah frightening so, uh, <laughs> yeah i mean I didn't, I didn't make life that much easier for her uh, in general i mean like i i like i told you before like you know I, I was babysitting my sister and i made her eat soap and she ended up you know choking me out soap i think so, it's a uh, it's a God. it's a well-balanced response so you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah and, uh, why, wait a minute why is it that you made her eat soap so so it happens that you know she I think my sister was maybe three or four. She might have been younger, but she just told me to keep an eye out for her. I was probably about nine or nine or ten. And she's like, keep an eye on your sister. I left her in the tub. Just make sure, you know, she puts on her shampoo or whatever the heck is. I'm going to go to the kitchen real quick. So I needed to entertain myself. You know, I was one of those kids that got into everything. So I, I just told her to eat some soap. And, you know, obviously being the big brother, she had to listen. So she ended up eating the soap and bubbles started Jeez. coming out of her, now, uh, her nose and when wow. I saw my phone coming I tried making that run for it uh, <laughs> by that time it was too that lady was quick back in the day she grabbed me by the shirt pulled me in and the first thing she did was kind of go for a, a, a chokehold but you know from the front she just grabbed her hands around my, my throat and, Damn. Uh, there goes yeah, wrestling again yeah, yeah my older sister is the one that had to like hold her back and kind of bring her back because she just lost full control. I've never seen my mom that well. Yeah, I've seen her that pissed. That was one of the times that I saw her really pissed. Hey, but and, wait a minute. So so wait a minute. You she, you said that she grabbed you in a chokehold and then you mentioned that your mom grabbed you in some other lock before. Some, and some no, other she period just, of your life. Oh, a different period of my life? Um, yeah. So no, what I'm trying to say is that it I was like, I mean, like this lady abused me. It's depends how many times your younger siblings. Well, I'm connecting the dots is that later on you loved wrestling a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Because of your upbringing. Yeah, I learned my first couple of moves from my mom. You know, she, <laughs> she kind of showed me the way. But uh, yeah, that was, that was one of those times. The, the other time was that uh, before my little, well, yeah, before my little sister was like maybe one, my older sister and I, we were kind of like best friends. We had just moved from Guatemala to Miami and and like we are all we had. And my older sister and I, we shared a room. But like I told you, I used to just like try to do things to entertain myself. And I used to pick up my older sister like all the time. And I would put like uh, like needles in her bed. So when she would go to sleep, you know, she would end up getting like poked and stuff like that. Damn, so sir. one day she had enough and she told me, she was like, look, the next time that you do something and I find you in my bed or something like that, like, I'm just going to beat you. So mm-hmm. uh, luckily I took her serious because what I did was that I put like one of my, uh, do you guys remember that, that monster uh, that used to come with handcuffs and he was like blue and he was mm-hmm. like a huge stuffed animal. Yeah. Um, so I stuffed him under the covers and I hid in the closet and she just came wailing at him like she beat the crap out of that figure <laughs> animal. And all I did was laugh in the closet, which pissed her off even more. And I ended up just running from my parents' room. And my dad grabbed me. He didn't know what was going on, but he just grabbed me, which kind of slowed me down. And I guess I gave my mom a chance to beat me. 
she didn't even have to ask. She just knew I I fucked up and that was it. Like it was it was you know, she was gonna do something. The thing is like she didn't know how to approach me. Like she would grab me and it's like I wanna hit you, but you're my child, so I feel kind of bad. And she didn't. <laughs> so uh yeah, yeah. I, I kinda put my mom through a lot of stuff and like I said, you know, she always covered for me with with my dad. So a lot of the secrets that her and I had, you know, I guess will go with us to the grave because my dad still doesn't know. Here's the, one of the interesting things, man, like while you were talking and telling those stories is that like what since I became a, a parent, I I realized how much of parenting, if you try to do it in a healthy way, like how much of parenting has to do with like getting to know your kid, because each kid really is like their own world. And like they each just because they're your child, it doesn't mean that you have to like them. <laughs> you know, like it, it, they're human beings and just like any other human being in your life like you might get along with them you might not but it just so happens that you're the parent you know so you're stuck and like you you start realizing after a while that you gotta you gotta figure them out you gotta get to know them in the same way that you you might have to like put an effort with like a, a, a co-worker or something that you don't necessarily like by nature and you have to you have to work at that and so like after after a certain time of that it gets to a point where you've like you've gotten to know that individual so well that you already know what makes them tick and you already know what buttons not to push and so like i i envision you and your mom all these years later and it's like you already went through all that hell of figuring each other out so it kind of makes sense that you're at a place of peace now you know because the discovery is done it's a really weird dynamic, man. Parenting is a weird thing. Diego, you have uh, a daughter too. Yeah, I have a twelve-year-old daughter and an eight-year-old son. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And and was I? I believe uh, it was challenging during the period, right? Because um, I think Edgar told me that there was some challenges about With like her, her talking stuff. Huh? With what? With what? I don't know. Any kind of was there any kind of challenge? Oh, am I, I? I don't know if I'm confusing people. I but... think you're confusing people. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> Lewis, in your case, um, with your mom being all the way in Miami and you in New York, you know how how did that complicate the relationship? Or you know, starting from childhood, how was it like that when you guys first moved? Well, that's a great question, man. Um, like one of my earliest memories, like as long as I can like remember. Right. Like she would always have like her own um, uh, like her own drive is something that I really admired uh, because she would always be able to do like everything from like cooking three meals a day to going to work to the laundry to cleaning the house um, and, you know, all really by herself and being able to do that. And then, you know, my dad was like an old timer. He's always been like an old timer. So really old fashioned, you know, the guy being out of the kitchen type of attitude. So then like seeing that my whole life and being used to that my whole life um, until like she moved away uh, to Florida um, to like uh, just start over. She was tired of the cold. And uh, so she went ahead and she went before like uh, my dad would finish tying up some loose ends up here. And then that's really when it hit me, like uh, when it came to like cooking, obviously my dad and I never knew how to cook. 
we never learned because we never really had to, you know? And wow. like the same thing with like cleaning the house and the same thing with, I mean, every chore from laundry to going to the supermarket, I never did because I was always like just, you know, taken care of by my mom. And she would, of course, look after my sister as well. Um, so then it was just like, like, hey, I don't have to worry about anything. Just get good grades. That was my goal. And when it came to the point where she moved to Miami and that was, what was it, like year, year and a half that my dad and I stayed up here and learned everything from the beginning was uh, a big shock and a big, big difference um, compared to what I was used to. Um, wow. So when you see that difference uh, today, like, hey, you know, now I can do a lot of things for myself. Uh, um, and some would say, oh, that's a good thing or, oh, it's a bad thing that you learned so late. Uh, but luckily, you know, it was an experience that not many people have being able to not do anything. <laughs> so that's a <laughs> plus and a minus uh, on that end. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a big shock. And especially when you see that, that drive, I mean, she did it day after day after day for years, for years, you know, just nonstop decades kept going. And that drive of her going to Miami, right. Finding a job, finding a place to live, getting everything settled by the time my dad um, moved down there just, you know, shows a lot about her character when it came to, Hey, you know, I have stuff to do and I want, I'd rather sit down, but she doesn't, she just kept going and going and going. Hey guys, if I could, I'm sorry, Louis, you were going to say something else. No, no, that's pretty much uh, the, the, the point that that's really what impacted me when she moved down. Uh, to here, to go gotcha. to there, to Miami. Gotcha. And uh, no, Diego and Lewis, both of you touched touched um, on something that, that I'm curious about, you know, because, uh, you know, like I, I've discussed this with other people, but maybe not with, with friends that I grew up and things like that, right? So um, like me, I still live at home, you know, still mm-hmm. live at home. And I never ventured off on my own, and, you know, and have to like freaking you know, put my butt cheeks tight in. <laughs> and, uh, really great. I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Go ahead, put your butt cheeks oh, tight. No, what I'm trying, yeah. what I'm trying to tell it's you weird at first, but after like a having while, to, having crazy. to pay, having to pay bills and like, like real, like, like basically be on your own. Like Diego, I want to hear. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, Diego, I want to hear your. I want to hear your point of view. <laughs> on the butt cheek test. <laughs> is that a, a saying in Spanish? And you try to translate it to yeah, English? <laughs> no, no, no. I just want. I just basically want to know, like Diego, what's your input, like on basically having you moved out very young, yeah, and basically you had kids young, versus like living living at home. What was that? You know that that difference that you know what was that 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 feeling um that's actually a really mixed feeling man it was a lot of mixed feelings because i so just to be completely fair to the whole story the reason why i left that soon was because i was having a lot of conflicts with my stepfather with my um, sister's dad and i got to a point where 
I didn't respect at all the way that he was treating my mom. And it felt like it was either one of us left or we were going to end up in a fist fight. Wow. And, um, and so I was like, you know what? Yeah, it's fuck it, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm already, I can do this. I had a full-time job, you know, I could, um, I, mm-hmm. could, I could consider the, the option of, of living on my own. So I did it and I just rented a room um, at, at someone's house. And, but it was hard. It was really, really difficult because I had very poor money management skills back then. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, I would run out of gas and be like stranded in the middle of, you know, 80th Street. <laughs> I would, uh, I would run. Sometimes I would like misspend my money and run out of money for food. So it's like wow. I had zero instinct for budgeting and for all that stuff. I didn't really learn that until later on. So that part of it, it made it really, really difficult. And then there were mm-hmm. other feelings where. I felt like um, I was actually talking to my mom about this the other day that I feel like when you when you when you do venture off and you don't have a safety net, you are forced to do things on your own. And it's like the first time that you start comparing yourself in a, in a, in a way to other people, like the way that they that they live their lives and stuff. And like the guy that I was living oh, with, wow. um, the friend that I was living with this was my first time that I actually like lived with, you know, another male, you know what I mean? Like, and got to see how other dudes live their life and how organized or disorganized they are and all that kind of stuff. And it, it, like it started, it was weird, man. It's almost like if, uh, he, he became kind of like a mirror for me and I started seeing like, Oh shit, you know, this is a nice trait for me. You know, this is a nice thing about me. Like I had never really noticed before. Like I didn't consider myself, an organized person necessarily because I never had a point of comparison. Again, I, you know, I grew up without siblings. So like it, it started this process of like self-discovery in a way that I don't think I could have experienced if, if I had, you know, been in my mom's house still. So yeah, there were some good things to it. Um, and then some bad things to it. I really did have to learn along the way. And, and it was a lot of, a lot of mess ups, man, for sure. But wow. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything about it though. I really wouldn't because I don't know. It's um, it, it taught me a resourcefulness. I think that mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have developed any any other way. Mm-hmm. How about really you, Louis? Um, like yeah. I mean, I would agree on that end, in which I wouldn't like see it any other way. Um, like even if like you can consider like um like her like i guess babying me or whatever you can say mm-hmm. um like it's it's i think it's more appreciated now that i'm older and obviously don't have anyone baby me in, in mm-hmm. which it's, Your wife? It, it, well yeah but you know she's not gonna do any of that stuff <laughs> uh it's more uh character building and it's more of a um uh, a fond memory to look back on, you know, like, Hey, my mom, yeah, she really barked, you know, did everything she could. So I would be fine. So wow. I wouldn't have to, um, stress over random things. You That's know? interesting. Interesting point. You know, the, the great thing about your guys' moms is that obviously I know the three of them and they all had that loving, you know, whoever's there, I'm going to treat them like, 
they're my extra kid. <clears throat> and regardless whose house I went to, like, you know, for instance, you know, with Lewis, I would go to his house and his mom, even after working, you know, all day, she would come home. And like I said, there would always be like food on the table. Hey, you want to eat this? And there's snacks. You guys want something else? And she was also strict with us, too. You know, like she gave me the good with the bad. And the same thing at Ricardo's house, you know, I would go to Ricardo. Well, I still go to Ricardo's house and his mom still, you know, is willing to be like, hey, Edgarcito, you want, you know, you want some of uh, Gallo Pinto or steak or whatever they have is like she's going to put on that plate. And then uh, with Diego, the same thing. It was like, you know, I think I knew him, you know, a very short amount of time before, you know, I started going over to his house. And as you guys saw that I posted up on our group chat that it was like, you know, Diego's mom, she was like, he said in the previous episode, she was always driving us everywhere. You know, it was like, no matter where we had to go, no matter where we had to be, she was our driver. And even if she was late because she had her own personal stuff to take care of, she was there. For sure. And, you know, she would make sure that, you know, she would pick it up, pick us up from school and she would prepare us for the weekend. We would go to Blockbuster and rent like Leprechaun movies and get McDonald's. And, you know, it was was there. And like she even maintained me looking sharp. You know, she would cut my hair and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got you got lucky there, man, because my mom's a hairstylist. So, wow. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you know, what's funny, man, not not too long ago, I think this last year, my daughter, um, because she 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 uh, she's in sixth grade right now. And when sixth grade started, her social life kind of bumped up a notch, you know, and she started being more interested in going out more and all this kind of stuff. And I remember um, this this one scenario where she came over. And she was like, Daddy, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to bother you. But, you know, like by any chance, is it possible that you, you know, on the way to dropping me off to Dave and Buster's, like, could you possibly pick up Michaela? And I'm like, heck, yeah, I'll pick up Michaela. Who else wants to come? Like, you know, tell me who else we need to pick up along the way. I'm willing to pick up anybody. Like, I felt so happy to help her build her social life, you know. Right. And 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 it wow. wasn't until I was in the car and I was picking up her friend that I had this flashback of us in my mom's car. And I was like, oh, shit, I get it now. You know, I get I get I get how like something just kind of activates, you know, in you when your kid is like discovering human connections and shit like that, that no one has to teach you. You know, you just you desire. You're like, yeah, yeah, make friends, make friends. I'll help you feed those friendships, you know. So. Yeah, man, it's it's uh, I'm I'm really grateful for her, um, for my mom and her willingness to like always, you know, make sure that we went and were able to do whatever we wanted to do. Like that's, I'm very grateful for that. Wow, that's amazing. I'm sure there's uh there's hundreds of stories, but do you guys have one specific that kind of stands out? You know, as you know, a child or a teenager. You know, as a grown up, we kind of do our own thing. But when you guys were young, one that like. You know, really stands out for you in your mind. Yeah, yeah, I got one. I, I got one. Go ahead, like, Louis. I, I remember. Um, what was it like? My mom was also like uh, uh, more the more into discipline than I guess my dad. My dad would only get involved in case my mom felt she had no control or some random situations. Oh no, she so, had control. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, I remember this. Um, one time, like she would always, first of all, she would always use a wooden spoon, right? To discipline me. <laughs> or, or a chancleta, right? Or a correa, 
normally it's whatever was close, right? <laughs> so whenever I would piss her off in the kitchen or near the kitchen, it would of course be the wooden spoon. <laughs> what the so, you know, hitting me with the wooden spoon, and and I remember that. Wow. And then this one time, I was like twelve or thirteen, and I was in. Uh, I was I don't even remember what I did or what I said, but whatever I did, pissed her off. So then she goes to hit me, but this time I'm, I'm like much bigger than my mother. You know, by this age. So I put my arm up and the spoon that she always hit me with breaks, breaks on my arm, on my forearm. I feel no pain and I start to laugh. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> right. Being a smart ass little teenager. Then what does she do? She gets the metal spoon and starts hitting me with that. So, um, and then you broke. <laughs> so, so I do remember one of those uh, funny memories that I won't forget. Uh, funny, obviously, after the pain went down. <laughs> so wow, she didn't just leave crazy. her her imprint in your mind. She left it on your what was it, Ricardo? Said tight cheeks on her body. Her cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> punch, punching cheeks. <laughs> yeah, I I remember when um, basically like. My, both of my parents, you know, would work full time. You know, there wasn't, I think Edgar's case was a little different, you know, but like mom staying at home and stuff. But both of my parents worked, you know, full time. And so when I was in elementary school, I would get dropped off at uh, this tutor's uh, house, you know, afterwards, like after school. I would basically, you know, ride on a bus and get dropped off at this tutor's house. And it was this, this, you know, black lady, and she was super, super nice, you know, super nice. She would always have, like, cookies at her house, and her is house that, always... Is that what she called them? <laughs> yeah. Basically, like, <laughs> you know, she would have... Uh, her house had an aroma of, like, cooking. I, I don't know if she was, like, Haitian or, or if she was, like, African-American, but just had this aroma, like, this soul food <laughs> aroma, you know? And, uh, you know, she would tutor me at the, uh, basically at her house. And, you know, it, it was a memory. Then my mom would pick me up afterwards. So it was the memory, you know. My mom was involved, very involved with her. <laughs> so it was yeah, just a uh, memory. Sorry, was, I'm just ta- I'm trying to tap it into my mom. <laughs> well, I mean, the lady so, did, did do motherly yeah. things. She, she cooked, so, yeah, I guess. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, that was mine. <laughs> Uh, I remember this uh, this one time I was in in high school already, but uh, I was fortunate enough that when I was in tenth grade, my dad got me my my first car, if you want to call it that. Uh, for those uh, people that actually rode in there, they knew that it was just you know square metal with four wheels. But <laughs> I had this thing that once I got the car, I was. Um, I don't know. I kind of went a different direction. I didn't go to school as much. I, I skipped often. So I got this thing where like I kind of ran out of places to go where I can skip to. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of wait for my dad to leave to go to work. And then I'll just say that, you know, I'm on a work program and I'll go back home and go back to bed. So there was this one time where like I would drive just on the other side of my block from where we lived. So I would leave maybe uh, 15 minutes to seven. And my dad would leave like at 7.30. What happened this time was that I, I drove around the corner. I parked my car in this like empty grass area. And I guess I was more tired than I thought. And I ended up falling asleep. 
So I fall asleep in the car. My little brother gets picked up by his bus driver because the school was not too far from there. Apparently, the bus driver picked him up and he would head in that direction. And he saw me sleeping. Like he drove by, he saw that I was in the car, and I guess he felt like calling my mom and letting her know that I was around the corner sleeping in my car. So I come back home and I told my mom, I was like, yeah, mom, you know, I got to school early, this and that. And she just gave me that look. I don't know if you guys ever gotten it. We're like, I know you're bullshitting and I know the actual truth. <laughs> and she's like, why didn't you go to school? I was like, mom, I was there, I swear. And she's like, no, I was told that you were around the corner just sleeping in your car like some kind of bum. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, man, who turned you in? Yeah, it was uh, it was the bus driver. But like I said, you know, she she always covered up like, you know, she could have easily told my dad and. You know, I wouldn't have gotten any wooden spoons or anything like that. Her, his look was enough. But, yeah, that's, that's what moms did. You know, they, you would get in trouble and they would cover up, depending on who the stricter of the two is, you know, depending on, on the relationship they have. The funny thing is, like, not, not having that dynamic, you know? It's hard. Yeah. It's really weird, man. Um, you know, I... Not with my kids, you know, because I, I, I got divorced after um, after 11 years of marriage and I've been single now for, you know, close to six years. So with my kids, I've experienced both scenarios, you know, what it is to uh, be a parent to them, um, married, you know, doing things as a team with a, with a partner and uh, doing that on my own. <clears throat> and, you know, you it's a completely different dynamic, man, because there's like this little this little play that happens when both parents are involved where, you know, you, the two can assume different roles and, you know, good cop, bad cop type of thing. But when it's you by yourself, you know, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the, the, the two things, the two roles. And um, like with my mom, I never had that. So, and she doesn't, I mean, it was, she didn't have like my scenario where I can, you know, I have a very amical relationship with uh, a co-parenting relationship with my, with my ex. So we're still teaming up in our kids' lives. My mom didn't have anybody. So whenever we fell into a conflict, it just like broke us apart. You know what I mean? And that happened a lot. Um, you know, I, I think there, there were a lot of beautiful qualities to her during that time, but we, we really did have, um, a lot of conflicts. And I think one of the, this is the biggest thing that I respect about my mom. Uh, and ironically, it didn't happen in my childhood. It happened maybe, I don't know, five years ago. Um, she, uh, I got her, I got her very involved in church. Um, Cause I got, you know, you guys know Edgar Ricardo that I got really, really involved in church when I was a teenager and I got her involved in church. And that was the beginning, the start of her life starting to change for the better. But what ended up happening is that when I got involved in church, because I was in there before her and I dove headfirst into it, what I, what ended up happening is that I, um, she started giving me this role in her life of like a spiritual authority for her. She respected how I was growing spiritually. She respected the stuff that I was learning. And then our relationship for many, many years became more of a relationship of like a pastor and, and, and his follower than of a mother and child. Mm. The roles Ooh. were reversed in a really weird way. Wow. And so you had like, I mean, think about, you know, if you've had a pastor in your life, you know, that's a confidant. That's a person you can go. You talk to. You're very open with them about, you know, any area of your life. 
my mom was doing that with me. So there was stuff that was finding out about my mom's life that I had no business really knowing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Little less her coming to me for advice or guidance. So that mm-hmm. that ended up creating a really unhealthy relationship between between my mom and I. Fast forward a few years, I had some, you know, pretty very significant life changes. I changed my entire world. I no longer identify as Christian. Um, I had become an ordained minister during my time as a, my years as a Christian. And so I, my mom had come, had become used to seeing me in that capacity, you know, and she related to me in that capacity as the believer, as the Christian, as the minister. And that only got more and more intense as time went by. So when I suddenly, when I shift, not suddenly, cause it was like a process of like two years, but when I shift my entire worldview, it was a huge, huge shock for her. Like she didn't know now where we stood and I didn't know where we stood. So what ends up happening is that for my birthday, I think it was um, my birthday, like five years ago or something like that. She writes me this, uh, she started writing me a birthday card. And so she sent it to me by mail because I was living in Tampa already at this point. And so she starts writing a birthday card and then she ran out of space on the card itself. And then she had to attach some papers and ended up being four papers front and back. <laughs> a long ass letter. Wow. Long story short, she ended up um, what she wrote with saying that she felt like her son had died. Right. Because of this change. Because of this wow. drastic change in my in my in my uh, in my worldview and in my life in general, mind you, it's not like I became some degenerate. You know what I mean? I, I'm not. You know, I didn't throw my life away. I just I changed my belief system. You know, mm-hmm. so um, so and now here's here's the point. Here's what I what my mom has done that is by far to me the greatest um, the greatest thing that she could have ever done for me. She, I, I answered her back by recording a two and a half hour long video where I addressed every single one of her points from her letter. And I basically like concluded that letter by telling her like, listen, you know, I, I feel like we've come to a crossroads where we either learn how to relate as mother and son, just mother and son. And we learn to respect each other in that capacity. And we put aside this relationship based on my, you know, uh, my former Christian life, either we learn how to, how to relate in this new way or truly your son has died. Cause I'm not, you know, I'm not going back to, um, to living and believing the way that I believed before, you know? So then she took like, I think something like a week to respond to that video. And when she got back to me, she told me that she was willing to rebuild, that she was ready to, that she was willing and ready to build something new with me, a new relationship with me. And I know, I knew then and I know now that it's, that point still has to be very difficult for her because my mom is a very devout believer. And I can only imagine how hard certain aspects are for her. But man, shortly, very shortly after that is when my marriage started falling apart and where my ex and I decided to, you know, part ways amicably before things got really bad. And it ended up working out perfectly where like life kind of provided a situation where it was either like, okay, it's now or never, you know, like either we, we do this mother and son shit for real now because I needed it, you know, or, or we were never going to 
develop that that kind of relationship. And sure enough, man, like my mom became a true my true confidant during that entire time. She became a source of wisdom. She never once crossed the line when it came to, you know, any like spiritual matters or anything that had to do with my former way of, of, of seeing things. Um, she was, she's been until this day, incredibly respectful in that sense. And she's learned how to speak to me, like really from that position of a mom. And what's ended up happening, bro, is that my, my relationship with my mom, I can legitimately say that it has never been better in my entire life. Like this is the first time that I truly feel like I have a, 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 a solid, healthy relationship with my mom. And it took these many years, but the fact that that woman was, I don't know what she had to do. I don't know if she had to go and fast and pray. I don't know what she had to do <laughs> to be able to put herself in a position to be willing to relate with me just on a human level. Mm-hmm. But she did it and I admire her for it and I respect her for it. And I'm so grateful for it because I really feel like, uh, like I, I, I gained the mom, you know, for the first time in, in a long, long time. And it's awesome, man. I I love that woman to death and she has been a source of wisdom, bro. Just common life wisdom to me in all these years. And she's really helped me navigate through this whole thing of, you know, becoming a single father and stuff. And she tells me some harsh truths too, man. Just the other day, now that she's here this week, you know, we squeeze in little conversations where we get like real deep into some shit. And she's told me a couple of things and I'm like, mm, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to process that. Yeah, you guys are at that point of uh, respect. And not that you guys never had it, but it's the respect, you know, of the relationship that you have now and yeah. of where both of you stand. And what's incredible is the fact that any... Any other person, yeah, in general, it doesn't have to be a mother, but maybe at that point, she could have just said, like, well, you know, Diego's old enough. He's already doing his own life. Like, it's kind of too late or there's no point. And like you said, who knows what she went through because, you know, we only know our own struggles. And she worked at it to make sure that you guys had the relationship that you guys never did have. Yeah. And the blessing comes with the fact that she doesn't just get to pass on the mother wisdom, but now the grandmother wisdom. Oh yeah. And you know, mm-hmm. she gets to experience that time with you, Absolutely. which, you know, the, the way things are now, you know, time goes by way too quick. Yes, it does, man. Um, yeah. Ricky, I was going to ask you, since you mentioned earlier that, you know, you still live at home and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. The relationship that you've had with your mom as a child, you know, a teenager or, or whatever, now that you know you're a grown man, do you feel like it's changed in any way? Does she have to adapt anything? Do, you know, does she treat you differently? Like, or is it just no change whatsoever? Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah. There was a there was a uh, something that she had a change that she had to you know uh, deal with, you know, um, and was basically my you know my character as I've as I've grown up, it's gotten more molded, you know, more. I, I've became more grounded, you know, and basically, you know, like uh, just just basically, I, I'm I'm more truthful, you know, more blunt with her, uh, in a obviously, you know, in, in a in a good way, uh, but her having to basically hear things from a grown man and from a a man that could come to her truthful and and truth, truthful and, and basically blunt at times, 
it's like I think it's stirred up her, you know, stirred up her. Um, how can I say? Basically, confronted her. You know, like like Diego was saying earlier, like oh shoot, like sometimes, like some <laughs> you scratch your head and you're like, dang, uh, I need to process that. You know. So that's been, you know, the the thing that's happened between me and my mom, you know, as I've grown up in her household, you know, she's had to kind of like kind of swallow certain pills, you know, more, <laughs> more often, you know, more lately. And how is she right now as far as like, is she pushing you to to move on or, you know, find a relationship or is she still? Like, yeah, yeah, the she always. What it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Or what? What was the last thing? Well, basically, I understand your question. Uh, yeah, basically, she she always throws that, uh, you know, hey, you need a you need a and 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 you know become independent. You know, when are you gonna buy your house? And um, you know, show show always throw me like, hey, when you get married, you know, you can't you gotta be structured, you know, more organized because I'm not the most organized person, you know. Like, uh, my room is, you know not a mess you know but it's i'm not the most organized person you know so she'll always throw that in and she'll be like you know when you're living with a wife you know then you know she's not gonna tolerate you know those things and you know she's she, you're gonna have to bump you're gonna have to you know bump heads with her or you're gonna bump heads with her you know when if your character is like that and things like that but um yeah she'll throw those things at me what do you think uh and this goes for the three of you guys uh for when you leave and when you guys left, what do you feel is one thing, if you can name one thing that you guys took away and that you will take away uh, from your mothers when you guys left or when Ricardo leaves? Oh, um, <clears throat> my mom's work ethic, man. My mom, you know, my entire childhood, um, you know, she was a single mom. So she, she cut hair. She... During one specific season, I remember when we lived in New York when I was in third grade, she, she was cutting hair, she was cleaning houses, she was cleaning hotel rooms, and she was working at a bar at night. I don't know when she slept. <laughs> Seriously. And then and then in Miami, my entire life, she was always uh, she was always cutting hair and she was uh, cleaning houses and she was running around the entire city because she cut hair going to people's houses. And I remember some days I would go with her, you know, just like I guess do her rounds with her or whatever. And I would see her, man, like she would walk into these people's uh, homes and she would just like, you know, get a bucket of like bleach and soap and just put it all over the whole living room. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then she she starts everything as a mess and then everything ends up pristine by the time she's done. And I remember really being impacted by that kind of thing. You know, her work ethic is, is one of the best that I have ever come across in my life. And that inspired me. Like when I left her house. I found myself cleaning the bathroom and where I was living the same way that she did it, you know, because I was like, oh, I'm, you know, it's up to me now. So <laughs> it, it was, there was just like, it was inspiring. It really was. And it still is, you know, to this day. So I definitely took that away from her. Lewis, what would you say you took away? Uh, I'd say it's that motivation, man. The one that she has that just doesn't stop. It's like, hey, let me go do this and then do that. Um, I think that is um, quite admirable. And um, very useful, absolutely. Has it ever hit you while you're doing it? Be like, hold up, I'm being my mom right now. Yeah, I mean that happens a lot when it comes to 
like uh when it comes to just talking to like uh natalie for example um and like limiting what she can or can't do and then when it comes to uh doing like uh, the chores in the house it's like damn i'm tired man how does she just keep going mm. but uh <laughs> but absolutely <laughs> ricardo what do you feel you're going to take away when you finally leave the nest yeah um <laughs> thanks ed uh but <laughs> but yet no <laughs> <laughs> you little, you little, you little spring chicken. You here. little, for the for the ladies listening right now, right? But uh, no, no, <laughs> definitely. My my mom is very organized, man. She's very organized, very neat. You know that's that's admirable. You know because her organization has basically, you know, helped her out a lot in her life in terms of, you know. Uh, being successful in certain areas, you know, like when you're organized, like you're going to be, you know, you're going to find things easier. Um, you're not going to have to like do things over, you know, so she's very organized, very good um, manager with her money. Okay. She manages money very good, you know, like she'll stretch money out. So that's, those are two things that I've been like, wow, man, these are great traits that I can take, you know, with me. Yeah, I think I would have to uh, agree with all those three and maybe stealing from you guys because uh, me, I've, I've considered myself to be organized most of my life, but even more so now where it's everything has to have a specific place. Everything has to be clean. Um, yeah, and I realize that I'm like, I'm being my mom and even the wifey, you know, calls me out on it. She's like, can you stop being your mother for one day? Which I don't know if that's an insult or, or if that's a good thing. I don't know which way to take it. But, um, but yeah. So what would you say that with everything that we've said, we can agree on when it comes to our moms, besides the fact that um, we are very blessed to still have them in our lives uh, for the fact that, mm. you know, women are going to come into our lives, but, you know, we can say the fact that they are never going to take our mother's place. They're the ones that carried us for, nine months or in my case eight months and um so what would you guys say that we can agree to i would say man just how caring they've been and always stuck by our side you know no matter what yeah unconditional man moms are unconditional i think there might be some exceptions out there but on the whole, bro, mothers have this crazy way of, of loving their children unconditionally. Like, I really can't say, like, you know, <clears throat> that that's the one human being I think that I will always have, like, on my side, you know? Mm-hmm. Truly is. Wow. Unconditional love. So, yeah, it's just, like, unconditional. They're fair, consistent. It's, it's you know, they're, they're moms. <laughs> I guess with that said, we can raise our glass and, you know, we'll give a toast out to not just our moms, uh, to all the mothers out there, to the mothers to be, the first time mothers or the future mothers. You know, this toast goes out to you guys. Uh, I feel like you deserve 365 days of uh, being loved and cared for. Uh, Unfortunately, you only get one. But to you guys, uh, cheers. Salud. This toast is for you. Happy Mother's Day. Cheers to that. Happy Mother's Day. And I guess 
like we always say, there's nothing left to do but drop that beat.